Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Kristen. Yo, Jen. As you know, we both, uh, we'll talk about on the show, we spend a lot of time in the car with our kids. We're currently California moms and all the driving that goes along with that, that's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. Yeah. We're either at school drop-off, pickup, weekend trips, doctor visits to soccer. You're going somewhere. You're always in the car. There's weekend trips. There's club sports, whatever it is, it usually has a driving requirement. Upon hours and sometimes good ones and sometimes not so. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes there's other ones. Yeah. Well, we've all been there. I know for my gang, one of the hardest parts in my car ride is deciding what we're going to listen to, like something we can all Mm -hmm. agree on. Like no judgment here, folks. A lot of parents have basically surrendered to AirPod life. As long as you don't hear F-bombs, you're like, whatever. I know. It's just easier. I get it, but... Right. We want to tell you about a new podcast called Wild Interest that has something for all of us, even me, so we can all enjoy listening together as a family. Wild Interest? What's that about, Jenny? Let me tell you. It's hosted by kids. And the shows are about whatever the kids are interested in. So great. Like anything from science to history, interviews with NFL quarterbacks. I'm into that. And they mix in jokes, riddles, fun. That sounds fun. I know, right? It's very fun. The best part is the hosts are my kids' age, so they can totally relate. That's very cool. I can't relate, but I I'll know. enjoy it. You'll though, enjoy it. Because they're enjoying it. That's right. Give it a listen. You won't regret it. You'll learn something and your kids will love it. Find Wild Interest anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, Jen. We've got to talk about the elephant in the room for us right now because we're two Midwestern chicks who aren't really scared of tornadoes. No, we have a decent, healthy respect for tornadoes. Right. But we're used to what that's like. And Well, they're a part of your life when you grow up in the Midwest. And then you move out to L.A. and you have a whole different experience called yeah. the earthquake. Yeah, a couple, couple really, really shocking things I didn't expect from uh, Southern California is that there's a valet in every gosh darn parking lot that you go to. <laughs> and that's really upsetting. Yeah. Because y- you don't want to tip that much. And there's earthquakes, you guys. There's earthquakes. This is like you. Here's the thing about earthquakes. You never get used to them. Whereas on some level especially if you're my parents and you're growing up in the Midwest and you would hear the tornado whistle go off. There was like a good 10 seconds where my mom would be like, all right, uh, I guess I'll start the dishwasher. Let's grab the game of Uno. Let's head down to the basement. Everybody stay calm. I've got, you know, deep freeze of food. We're going to be okay. And like, you just got used to, if you live on a farm, you'd probably, I've seen them when we lived on our acreage. I I saw them in the distance, but earthquakes feel like a gut punch. There's nothing you can, there's no way to explain it other than both you and I this morning, it's 4.30 in the morning and one cracks right under where our, the epicenter is kind of where we live. And it was a 4.5 and it just, it literally is like someone comes up and shakes your bed really hard and you're in REM sleep. My eyes opened so fast. They were dry that I literally, my eyes are swollen right now. I think I felt like somebody punched me in the mouth. Okay. I 
was awake. Why? Because I, I just don't sleep anymore. I don't know. I was awake. Like, if you wake up at the wrong time of night, then it's hard to get back to sleep. So I had been awake since like 3.30 and I was laying there and I felt it. So I had time to process like, oh, okay, this is still going. And then I jump out of bed, step on the dog and my husband's like getting up because he he had been asleep. So he's like a little disoriented and I'm like, it's a big one. It's a big one. I'm just like <laughs> shouting for the world to hear and running to the kids' rooms. Well, the biggest thing is, you're right, though, because when it is a big one, you think, all right, that was the first one, but is it the last one? And it's generally not because there's always aftershock and tremors, but you don't know if that's just like the beginning of the song no. and it's the first beat and it's like, yeah, and it's just going to be this. And I don't know. I don't care. Like, I feel like I did this or I willed it in some way because we have an earthquake kick. Earthquake kick kit right okay it's not that big it's not that impressive my husband bought it but he hangs it right over the broom which i use all the time so i took this sucker and shoved it into the back of the closet because i was annoyed that he put it in front of the broom and then the first thing i thought of at 4 30 this morning was like i was like i don't know where the earthquake is because i think i hit it from myself <laughs> well it just to relieve the suspense of everybody it, it 4.5 is not that bad i mean it, no. it didn't it didn't like crack and i'm sure i have additional cracks in my ceiling because that's just a part of life here but it wasn't like nothing fell off the walls or that kind of thing at our place did it at your place no, it's just enough to feel like you got in a fender bender. It's just enough to feel like you're annoyed that you have to pull over and give an insurance card. Like it's not, it was, there was no damage, but it certainly like shook you up. And like you, your brain does not work at 430 in the morning. I was in such deep REM sleep that it felt like an assault. I also, you also have no idea what's happening when it's happening. And we've been through like 25 yeah. since we've lived here. You're always your like, brain never well, goes to that. What's going on? That's not your is first a, guess is you're like, no, it's always a truck. You're like, is there a truck outside? Kids jumping on the bed. I know it wasn't that bad because when I went in to check on the kids, normally they sleep together too. And last night they didn't, but um, they were both kind of like moving around but not. And then Delilah, about five minutes later, it woke her up. She didn't know what woke her up, but it woke her up fully. And she was like, Dada, which I'm like, let's sit down and have a conversation about why your gut is to call Dada instead of Mama. Who do you like better? <laughs> what is happening right now? Notice so I, I'm awake right now and he saw logs and slept right through it. So just he wasn't, know. He, he went to go check to make sure like, Nothing, you know, had happened, but I put her in bed with me. So she just like slept on my head. I did go back to sleep. And then there was an aftershock, like what, two hours yep. later, yep. which I was like, okay, knock it off. I just went back to sleep after that one, though, because I was like, I am tired. Uh, I was like, universe, we've had enough. Let's, let's take a knee, let's Mother Nature. Let's tone it down, shall we? Well, that's our quality time is how the world Likes to shake beneath us. us. Yeah, shook like, us up. Shook us up at four thirty in the morning. Thank you very much. I'll be in a good mood all day. Like there's, yeah, there's literally not enough going on right now. But I do have a thing that made me so happy. You know, I love stories like this, and I thought this would okay. be a really cute quality time. And it quality is also time. how badass 
women are, moms are. Ooh, yummy. So I love I, stories like this. Guilty. I read this article about this woman who was like, she was recently divorced, married for eight years, has two littles, and she is just like, you know, financially hit hard by this separation of her husband, you know, like going through all that. And over the holidays, she was like paycheck to paycheck. She was saying that she had, she couldn't get her um, Christmas gifts until Christmas Eve when her paycheck had like cleared in the account. And then she buys Christmas gifts. And then she's going to be late for her mortgage in January. She was going to be $250 short. So she posted in this Facebook group of writers, hey, if anybody needs help, if anybody needs like a freelance gig, I'm willing to do anything. It's that time of year. Need I'm a single mom. Need 250 bucks to make my mortgage. So you let me know. I'll piece, you know, like whatever. Right. Just this plea with a little bit of personal detail to get um, people to hire her first. And somebody messaged her. She thought about work and was like, what's your Venmo? And her phone immediately dings. And this woman had sent her $350. She only needed $250. She sent her $350 and said, this is for you, you badass single mama. No strings attached. Yeah. That's Isn't that nice. Amazing? I know. I love it. It never feels easy to ask for help, but I always feel like if it's genuine and it's something that you yeah. need, like it's 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 okay. And we have to get better at that. Like it's okay to say, like, hey man, I'm really struggling struggling right now. And you're not asking for a handout. You're like, I'll work for it. Yeah. But it, you know, these are hard times. And I don't think anybody needs to be too proud right now. You know, we all just need to sort of take care of each other and and think about what we can do to sort of help. Like I keep thinking like, what can I, where can I buy like gift certificates? Where can I know the service industry has been crushed. Gosh, I know. We're just mindful of that. And also just um, aware that nobody's probably at their best right now. And we all just need to be a little bit generous. I swear when I look at like door, you know, we get food delivered to our house probably once or twice a week. Like, Marco's Pizza is basically sustaining my family, which that is not an endorsement for Marco's unless they want to pay us. That's totally fine, whatever. <laughs> but the, it says on there, like, you know, it gives you the tip options. It's like yeah. 10%, 15%, 20 I'm like, why would you even remove the 15 and the 10% buttons? Because yeah. right now, if somebody risks their um, health and safety to drop a pizza on your front porch, you tip them 20%, yo, or you make that pizza yourself. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I I fully believe that. And I always think, what's the um, there there's a like not a adage, but an old thought or a idea that like you never give money with the idea of getting it returned. You give a gift to receive a gift. So like if you know someone's in need, just give them mon- just give them the money and don't expect it to be come back. And then the world will pay you back in some way. And I like that. That's kind of a Christian philosophy, but it's also a Muslim philosophy. It's a Jewish philosophy. It's just like, you know, just give more right now if you can. It's it's a universal theme. It's like, don't be a dick. Don't hoard. (laughs) Share. Yeah. Be nice. Like everybody's having kind of a rough go. So don't be an asshole. That should be, that's like the, the book of Kristen and Jen. 
Don't yeah, be an it's asshole. a lot to get tattooed, but I say do it because it's just a good reminder. Like, uh, it get really that is. down your your shin or something. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems classy and a terrible location, but classy. You'd have to show your legs all the time, but I'm into it. You know, I I do I do. Anyways, um, well, that's a nice quality time. Did you? That was a nice quality time. <laughs> So I have this cord on my head right now and I can't stop playing with it. You have to tell me to stop because I have weird headphones on because my super cool blingy I mom so hard beats are missing somewhere. I know they'll come back to me, but I don't know if I did it. It's much easier to blame my five-year-old, but they're misplaced. So I'm They're very blingy. So I feel like your five-year-old would see them and she would just be like a magpie like... <laughs> Oh, that's what I think happened. And I think she just like picked him up. I'm going to throw her under the bus because she's not here to defend herself. And, you know, it's a, it's a likely. That seems fair. Seems fair. And but they're not like lost for good. I just I just misplaced them someplace. So next time we do a podcast, I'm sure I will have my regular headphones on. But I get to deal with these. But these. you know what? That's a good that's a good segue into what we're talking about today, which is uh Lost, lost and found. Lost and found. And uh, I'm going to let you take the lead because you just recently lost something. This is uh, this Big is a, <laughs> this is a headline in our house right now. It's kind of a big deal. So we've been going every Tuesday. We get up really early and we go to the beach so that we can right. let the kids run around, build sandcastles, mm. get in the water. Um like, just have some time where the kids don't have to have their masks on. You don't have to worry. Nobody's out there. I blame my children. I feel confident in blaming my children because literally before I had kids, I always knew where everything was. Like, I could find stuff. If if I had moved, I could tell you what box. Like, hey, that random bag of receipts is in with the salt and pepper shakers. Like, I had that. But... Because I have kids now, that part of my brain that used to be organized is now used on like what day piano lessons are and stuff like that. Like I don't have the brain space to know where things are anymore. So and this story in particular, I really can blame the kids. We're at the beach and on this day, because, you know, you know how I think I'm psychic. Yes. I know I'm psychic. But as we're pulling up to the beach... There are two like old dudes with metal detectors like down by the water. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I never noticed that before. Yeah, I guess this is a really good place to look for like change or jewelry or whatever because people lose it. I thought that and did not say that out loud because I didn't think it would be such a huge part of my day. But then when we get to the beach, my husband was out in the water playing with Dash and he's like lifting him up, like kind of like throwing him into the waves as they crash. Dash is holding onto his hand. And as he's like slipping away, he pulls off Brit's wedding band. And everybody just starts screaming like, Jen, help us look for it. Like, I think somebody's drowning. And I run down to the water and... Come on. They're, they're like 15 feet out into the waves. Well, let me also say like Jen's ring that she had specially made for her husband was it was expensive and precious and different than mine. That, which well, there's was 80 dollars. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kristen. I would like to talk a little bit about stressors, both big and small. I know at this time of year, you're both feeling stressors, both big and small. And I know I am too. And I would just like to say that BetterHelp is therapy and a safe space to get things off your chest. And if you want to figure out how to work through those big and small stressors, go to BetterHelp. I have to brag about this, um, our connection to BetterHelp, because I know so many people besides myself who have benefited from BetterHelp. Yes. I mean, therapy, just, I can't say enough good things about it. Everybody needs it. Why don't they just teach this course in in high school, right? Because everybody needs it. But like, I suffer when I have good stress and bad stress. Yes, it's stress. All of it feels overwhelming. And sometimes you need somebody to just talk to that can help you sort through your thoughts. That's right. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is exactly what I like. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash hard today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash hard. This ad is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that get a little easier. I don't know what they are. Actually, I do know what they are. But one thing that's pretty awesome is as they get older, you can kind of reason with them. And obviously, as your kids get older, they want a little bit more independence. And you can show them that by giving them a little bit of financial freedom. It's the conversation about money, baby. The fact is kids won't really know how to manage their money until they've actually been in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. With the Greenlight app, kids learn to save, invest, spend wisely, thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. The Greenlight app also includes a chore feature where you can set up one-time and recurring chores customized to your family's needs and reward kids with an allowance for a job well done. I'll tell you, we have a 13-year-old and Greenlight has been a savior. It's so nice for him to get to see what he's doing with his money, but also, you know, those automatic instant notifications also help us as a parent to know what he's doing with our money. But it really does create a very nice, fun way of teaching kids a little bit of financial smarts. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's easy. It's convenient. It's a way for parents to raise financial smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash mompod. That's greenlight.com slash mompod to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash mompod.
dollars. I don't mean to make my husband feel bad about this, but I think there's no way to say this without making him feel bad about it. Is he did he put like so much thought into my wet like my engagement ring, wedding ring are the same one. They're like antique and well, I say they because he got me two because the first one didn't fit and could not be sized because it was this yep, weird I remember like, infinity it. band antique. And I loved it. He went through like hell and high water to get this woman to take this ring back, which is a story. Has he ever told you this story before? Basically, uh, he, he bought an antique band from Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, the angriest is woman ever. Is that the ever. name of a store? Or is, that, is that actually like, say my name three times. Yeah. You know, that like super angry uh, fairy tale character. Like, yeah, he was like, I think this woman's going to murder me for trying to bring this ring back. What kind of a love ring do you need, sir? What kind of a love ring do you need? So he finds this ring, the one that I have, it's absolutely perfect. And so I wanted to get him like the male equivalent. So this friend of ours, his dad owns Brian Coffee. Mm. You know him, right? Okay. Yep. So his his dad is a jeweler in Manhattan and he does all custom rings. And so he made this ring like mine's gold with um, platinum in the middle and so I wanted to make my husband platinum on the outside with gold in the middle. And it's like all hammered. And then it's got this clean piece of yellow gold. And he and I always text each other. He texts me three three O's and I text him an X. Like if we don't have time to like say hi to each other, that's our little. Oh, I thought you were talking about Brian Coffee. I was like, okay. You know what? Don't tell my husband about that if you don't mind. And now nope. his dad and I do it. So not a big deal. But so I had, I'm just joking. I had it engraved inside Brit's ring an oh. X. So if anybody finds it, there's no way you cannot know that it's mine or not know that it's my husband's. So it's one of a kind. So now we can't get it back. He even bought a metal detector on Amazon. And I don't know what he was thinking. I wish I would have told him that I saw those guys out there combing the beach trying to find coins or whatever, because I know those MFers probably found it. You know, they did. They would. I feel like out of like just bad juju, you would return it or you would like if you read an ad in the paper or something like that, like you would you would oh. have you could turn it into the police department too. a lot of people do that. But I'll tell you this. I I bought my husband's ring at the mall. It was 80 bucks and he's gone through seven. <laughs> he has not. Seven? Yes, he has. He loses them all the time. I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't know if like he's out and about and he's like, hey, I want to I want to I want to play the field. But I'm like, you can't because first of all, you can see his ring is like you can see that his ring has made an indention in his finger. Yeah, so like, mine too. Any broad worth or salt's going to look at that and be like, you just slipped your ring off, dude. Like that just happened. And that's just a big glaring like red flag. Like you don't want any of that. If, you, if you're next to a guy and he's got a ring mark and that ring yeah. mark is like red and his fingers all bent, that's just a recent separation and you don't need any of that. Yeah, that's it. That guy's got some issues to work out. Let him go to counseling. And don't yeah. don't let him work out let his the issues ring finger on you. Heal, and then he can put another ring on it eventually. Absolutely, my husband's even got like the tan line, which he also has. Um, my husband doesn't wear anything but slides, and he wears them like twenty four hours a day. So his toes are the tannest toes a human has ever had. <laughs> and Man, like rest of his feet are disaster. Line. And yeah, but so he has the tan line and everything, and 
he takes it off all the time. And I remember I've thought so many times like, oh, he's going to lose it. Like he's yeah. just going to lose it. There's no way to like, oh God, not lose it. And, and he, he feels so bad about it and he's wearing a ring. He's, this is the weirdest thing. And I know he probably hates this, but the only ring that we had in our house that I could find that would fit him because he wanted to wear something because he's used to like playing with it and stuff is my dad's dad's Freemason ring. <laughs> well, it's imperfectly. It's something. I think it's better than nothing. That seems like kind of romantic and it's a good way to, you know, that seems like a good fix. You're not putting foil around it. You're no. not putting a rubber band. We did have one other option, I have to say, which is his um godfather, which totally makes sense that it's his godfather, gave him this diamond horseshoe ring. And I was like, I don't care if you're not seeing anybody. You're literally not going to wear a diamond horseshoe ring. It's like, <laughs> every time I look at you, I'm going to think that <laughs> you that, look like, like you know what everybody's going to think. Yeah, everyone's going to think like, what was his wife thinking when she did? What was that decision? That's yeah, why I, I went like real basic with Colin. Also, we were speed wedding. We had a speed wedding because I was knocked up. So I was like, all right, every decision we need to make needs to be made fast. And I'll tell you, I love my ring. It's from 1920. Oh, and I'm not wearing it. I'm not wearing it currently because I have I have uh filled out a bit in the old ring space. And <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to die when we were in Hawaii and my ring was so tight that I thought my finger was going to come off. And I was like, if I get this, I literally thought I was going to have to go to the ER. And then I finally got it off. And then I sewed it to the inside of my suitcase. Like oh, I sewed smart, it so much so that I knew I would lose have it. So scared I'd lose it because it is my most precious thing. But I lost my second most precious thing. What is that? Oh, no. It's This is a bad one. But you'll like it because it's sort of like spooky and weird. And now I blame the French. So... <laughs> I'm, when I was well, now pregnant, I need to know. All right. When I was pregnant and I was at a bridal shower where um, that I was not very popular because. <laughs> okay. Let me start that over. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think I know which one this is. Hold on. Okay. Okay. There was a lot. There. Okay. Tell gotta, the story. Gotta, Tell the story. All right. Fine. Fine. Um, I was a bridesmaid. In a wedding party where I was not very well liked. <laughs> so, and I was pregnant at the time and I went to a wine tasting, which meant I was sober as hell around people that didn't like me for three days, which was a nightmare. <laughs> so I finally, on the third day, one of the ladies decided that I wasn't terrible and we became friends. So we were sitting next to each other and she's like, how far along are you? And I'm like, I'm five months and I had just gotten married. And so she's like, you guys really need to take a honeymoon because I was pregnant too. And if you don't go on a honeymoon, you'll never do it. And so oh, that's I texted- good advice. It was great advice. So I was happy that she decided not to hate me and that she gave me that advice because I texted Colin within <laughs> seconds. I just need and to I, say how, that how sad that sounds. I was I know. so excited that she decided, like, I just see you as like, you're in seventh grade right now. <laughs> I, it's true. I was like, I'm just going to take a beating for three days and have these women not like me. So That's the I, story I want you to tell, though. No, not yet. 
<laughs> we have to get to know our podcast audience better so that you don't we'll, judge we'll us. Have a wedding, we'll have a wedding episode and I'll dish. Ooh, I'll full oh, dish. that's a good idea. That's, a good, that's idea. a good idea. So I'm at the table and my my I text my husband and I said, babe, I think we need to go to Europe. We were obviously worried about money. We were obviously not uh, rich to begin with. Like we, we spent the money on the, on the wedding. I was very happy. And, but I did feel like a certain sense of loss that we didn't do a real honeymoon. Cause we were like, well, we need to save money. And I was like, forget it. We're, you know what? We'll figure it out. So we, so he put together a trip literally by the end of that day. That's who my husband is. If That's you what say, I was gonna gosh, say, you know yeah. what? If, gosh, you, I really want a new, um, you know, deep fat fryer. He'll go to CVS. And if there's a deep fat fryer, it's on your table. You have to be careful what you say because he doesn't have discerning taste. So he'll be like, I'll be like, God, I need a new patio set. And he'll bring one home from like Ralph's grocery store. And I'm like, that's not exactly what I meant. That's what I think is such a funny combination of you of you two is that Kristen thinks out loud like she hasn't oh landed on the thing that she wants or wants to do but Colin will be walking by and hear her mention that she wants this thing and then he just goes and gets it which is super sweet but it's so sweet but it's at the it's like if I said god I really want to find a nice ballet flat if like <laughs> Dwayne Reed sold like if there was a ballet flat like at a thrift store that was not a good thrift purchase he would get him for me because he was like hey solved your problem here you go so well, he first doesn't... I looked up what a ballet flat was and right. then I realized I... it was a shoe that is flat yeah. on the bottom so I yeah. found you these uh, steel toe Carhartt boots because which you I would could love. dance <laughs> yeah he would go up to my closet and be like you know what you have five pairs of high heels you're not wearing I'm going to solder off these heels and give you a ballet flat so it's all in an effort his, yeah. his love arrow is always pointed in the right direction but he his love so arrow is that what his love it? arrow okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, we he put together a trip and we went to my second time ever being in europe his first time ever being in paris we went to paris and we we started in London. We ended up in Paris. And Paris was the most magical experience for us. Yeah. We were pregnant. I was seven months pregnant. I was giant. The women and the people in Europe were so special. We took pictures with everybody. We had pictures with people like touching my belly. We had, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. We had pictures in front of every Every cafe we went to, every we, we took pictures in front of a post office because we were like, look at this building. It's the post office and it's beautiful. Can I tell and you one sidebar thing that yes, my husband, yes, please. Uh, when we went to Europe, a thing he did just to infuriate everybody because that's his favorite kind of joke. He would take pictures in front of McDonald's and Starbucks <laughs> and that was what he would post on his social media. And people were like, I am unfriending you, idiot. It was so. Yeah. He'd get three with me and then I'd be like, the bit's over. I want to see Jen in her new coat. <laughs> yeah. So we we were real dorky tourists. We were like, it was such a loving, like being pregnant there was so special. Yeah. And so I couldn't take enough pictures. And this was before cell phones. This was, you didn't take your iPhone with you. You just took a digital camera. Hold up. It, cell phones, they were, there were a thing, but the technology of cell phone photos. Correct. 
Was and they bad. weren't very good on yeah. iPhones. I remember we had iPhones, but the pictures weren't very good. So yeah. I had a really nice camera. And we finally went to the catacombs, which I'd been dying to go to, which is the underground graveyard uh, underneath Ooh. the city of Paris. And if you ever Ooh. go, you have to go to the catacombs. So they take you down a windy set of steps, which, by the way, the French are very lean and very tall because I could barely get my belly down. I thought I was going to have to grease the edges to get down. And then we walked, you can literally walk three miles, I think is the whole thing. <gasps> we walk about three quarters so of a mile. I'm so claustrophobic. I can't breathe yep. when, whenever and you tell I this story. I can feel like, dripping water coming down. And I'm like, oh God, I should not be down here. Meanwhile, the guide who's so nice to us, taking care of us because I'm pregnant, says, whatever you do, don't take pictures of the catacombs. It's bad luck. And it's also like, um, you're sort of among the dead. So you need to be respectful of the dead. And I thought to myself, I don't want to miss out on this and I'm pregnant. So I'm just going to take one picture because I'm an asshole. And I took the picture. I'm just going to be a little bit cursed. I took the picture and then I immediately regretted it. I deleted the picture from my phone and then I scurried up 145,000 stairs thinking it was going to make me go into labor and I left. And then that night we got on a train to Italy and I left my camera on the train to all the pictures from my honeymoon, all the pictures from everything I did. All of it was gone. For the last three days of our honeymoon, I didn't have my camera and I was trying not to ball every day. And it yeah. is the thing that I am the saddest about. And I, I think about the most that it makes me so mad at myself. And God, if anybody found that on a train as American, <laughs> can you bring it back? It's just a little elf camera from 10 years ago now, but all of those pictures are so precious to me. I would give, I wouldn't give a shit if I left like a Louis Vuitton purse. I give a shit about my camera. That's the yeah. thing I miss the most. Cause That's you can't, the thing I've lost that I can't find. And do you Sad think story. it? Was the souls, the angry souls of people in the yes, catacombs who were like, we effing said, lady, do not <laughs> take a picture. I tempted fate. You know me. I'm not into like, I don't, I don't buy into psychics. I sort of listen to all that stuff with like a hand kind of pushing everybody away. But I'm like, I don't want to tempt it either. I don't want to be that asshole. that's like, oh, I don't believe in spirits. And then I'm, then I'm haunted, you know, because like that, that would literally be my luck. The, yeah. That's the start of a horror film is being like. Hey, let's take our clothes off and have sex out here. No, nobody. No. What bad thing could happen out here? No, let's. Yeah, like whatever you do, don't go into the pet cemetery and hump on a grave because you're going to invite the ghost to take over your soul. And then, oh, let's go hump on a grave. That's yeah. what I did. I metaphorically humped on a grave seven months pregnant in the catacombs and lost my honeymoon camera. That's the- <laughs> you know what? Um that would be a really good title for your memoir someday. <laughs> it would be like surviving ADD. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did. Con- okay. Did I tell you I consulted a psychic? Because speaking, well, you know that I do. I just do. Did you, when you went to your psychic, did you go to the psychic about the ring? No. <laughs> Went for another like, reason. I went to see if I should get bangs. And just for the <laughs> usual, just the usual visit to a psychic. But so I I did this thing. This is why I say I 
blame my kids for this, which absolutely is not fair. <laughs> but I really it's a little fair. I I just my brain doesn't work anymore. I used to have like such a good memory, and I I literally will walk into a room all the time and go, no idea why I'm here. No idea what oh, anybody no. know. Did I happen to mention it out loud? Did I talk to myself? I don't know why I'm here, which I never so lost did. and found is more lost of your mind. Like you're losing your mind. That is the larger loss is that I have no, like, I honestly feel like I had some sort of head injury, like, <laughs> because I can't remember anything. And I used to be so good at it. Like I am the keeper of stuff for my family. Nobody is so I have a small family, you know this, and nobody cares about anything. Nobody cares about the stuff. I love the stuff because it all has like memory to me. And like my mom had told me, because you know, my parents are divorced. My mom had told me, your dad has these rings of his mom's that he should give you because they're really, they're like, they're super beautiful. They're like, oh God, beautiful. These like little diamonds from the um, from the twenties. This is one of them right here. This guy, yeah, that's right not here. little. And your dad just had that like on his credenza. He he didn't know where it was. He had no idea where it was. And then when he died, I was like digging through this junk drawer, a junk drawer, and I found this pill bottle that had this diamond oh, God. ring, another diamond ring. It had. His baby ring, his brother's baby ring, their baby teeth. It had this like little sapphire pin. And I like, ke- I kept it like in my bra on the flight home because I was like, these have been this the, like, is the, the most, most precious thing. Yeah. Wait, what was in it? What was in it? Wait, what was in the pillbox? Rings. Rings. My dad and his brother's baby teeth, their baby rings. Like they're how hold on. Was it weird to find teeth? What do you do with your kids? Hey, hold on. Step away from the podcast if you happen (laughs) to be a child, but also just step away from the podcast if you happen to be a child. Okay, because spoiler alert. If they've already been listening this far, it's not safe for children. You've got bigger things to explain. You have to explain uh, Kristen's love arrow to your kids. So yeah, yeah, I just talked about my husband's wiener. They should have stopped listening at that point. (laughs) Exactly. But what what do you do with teeth that... um, your fairy friend finds. I mean, we, I think they're in a, look, we all know I'm not the epitome of organized. There's probably one in my bag. There's one in a drawer. There's like, I'm, I'm heading into crazy town in terms of how I organize. I do have my son's gray tooth. See, so someday, like someday, but isn't didn't that creep you out when you put them in your hand? You're like, oh, there's uh, rings and beautiful jewelry and DNA. No, it did not. I was like, oh, I don't know much about my grandmother, but I know that she valued these teeth of her kids, and that she. (laughs) I think that says. Hey, I tell you what. <laughs> Keep it drawing, not teeth. I say well, I save it all. I save it all, but I definitely am saving the teeth. I have one taped inside my wallet right now because I'm so scared of like losing it. I think I'm good for one tooth to represent many. I don't feel like I need to have a whole grill. I know people get them on necklaces and stuff. I just am like, what? Like, I get it. 
put them in a baby book if that's your thing. I don't have a baby book. I have one. I haven't started it. Both of my kids are seven and ten. I, I don't think do it's that creepy. Listen, I know people who gave birth and had their placenta freeze dried and like made in that sandwich too. spread, but <laughs> that to me is a little bit weird. But they do. You 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 get it made into like oil or something for your I know I've heard you can make it into listen, if it told me that like my hair would be thicker, my skin would be better and like life in general would improve, I would take somebody else's placenta. I would yeah. eat it as like salad dressing but i'm just saying that that's gross and weird i'm sorry i'm lame i'm like a basic beat but i just am saying like finding a pill bottle full of rings and teeth is a weird combination it would be fascinating and exhilarating and exciting and i'm sure everything in that pill bottle meant everything to you well it did and so i hope that the person who has it now is (gasps) really effing offended by the teeth that are in there because it's gone do you really think it's stolen or is there a chance that your mom brain is not working for you and it's in some weird part of your garage that looks like a museum and that it could be i don't feel like it's stolen my gut tells me it's not stolen i hope to god i really i really 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 it's the only thing that i've lost that i've really been super sad about um that even even with my husband's i'm like you know with him losing his ring it's it's like i i'm bummed about it but i think i could probably still get one similar to it and we can act like this never happened but those are just gone like that's just stuff that's gone yeah that would stick in my craw they're, they're baby rings because I wanted to get Delilah, which actually this is maybe very fortunate. Maybe this is like the fate saving me from this happening is I was going to get Delilah. I wanted one of those rings for Delilah to wear a little baby ring. And when she graduated from preschool, I got her a baby ring because I didn't have one of those rings to give to her. She literally lost it the next day. Remember, I sent you a picture. It was yeah, the cutest little I, thing. I feel like the universe is saying, just maybe stay away from rings in general with you. Like right. just whatever are in your cards, go for a nice tennis bracelet, perhaps a necklace or dangly earrings. But rings are not working well, the for psychic, you right now. The psychic told me that I threw it away. And I... I can't imagine that I would do that. I really can't imagine that I would do that. I I, I don't think you should. Oh my gosh, Dashiell McAdams just signed on. <laughs> uh, somebody's calling right now. You guys, That's we we are in a Zoom hilarious. meeting. We're in a Zoom That's meeting hilarious. so we can see each other. How many times do you think that person's going to call Dashiell trying to get to Dashiell right now? I give it three times. That's what kids do. They're like, oh, and my mother-in-law. Three. That's polite. No way. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Because I know what he my does. my mother, yeah. If my mother-in-law calls Colin, she calls three times in a row as to say, like, I'm your mother. Pick up this phone. Yeah. Like, whatever you're doing, you can stop. And you know what? He answers on the third time. So it just encourages her. You know. That's hilarious. Here's what I think you should have done. You should pray to St. Anthony because two things can happen. St. Anthony, do you know the patron saint of lost things? Like, Tony, Tony, look around. Something's lost and must be found. And you say that and then it. I did. I asked the psychic who said I threw it away. I did that. I did that thing a whole bunch of times in like every room of the house. The psychic, she's a pagan. (laughs) Maybe, but I I want that pill bottle of rings. And I, (laughs) I also got like a teapot 
and put the lid upside upside down oh, because yeah. my eyelash lady is um, Brazilian. She said that's what they do to like find stuff. You're like put your I tea love kettle. all those little things that you can do. But I haven't found it, and it's so frustrating because I I'm. If you asked me, and my husband does all the time, he goes, hey, you know, because we moved two years ago, which is why I think I threw them away because I was sorting stuff, moving stuff around, like putting stuff away, and they just got like scooped up in something. We also were having some construction done like before we were officially living here, but the stuff was here. And I don't know if that stuff was there and maybe – because like Ashley, our friend Ashley – her uh, grandma's ring got stolen by construction workers in her house. I feel like everybody sort of thinks it's construction workers or movers or cleaners. And I'm I'm convinced it's a friend. It's someone that's like, I just need some cash. Or I'm convinced that it's somebody totally unrelated that, or that it's not a somebody at all. I think it's like most, like, I, I do believe that most of the time when we lose something, it's lost and it's not stolen. That's what I, otherwise, if I believed that people were stealing, I would, lose my faith in humans. Yeah, I that's why I'm more I'm more like prone to believe that it got thrown away like the psychic said, but I, I'm hoping it just like turns up one Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Day. God, can you imagine how much stuff is in a dump? How many diamond rings and jewelry and okay? Can we talk about some of those? Did you read? Okay, we we posted about this on the um, Instagram and Facebook page, and I love this so much. This um, family owned a restaurant, and the mom took her wedding ring off to like cut onions or something. Wash her hands. Wash her hands. That's the one I like too. (gasps) Oh, I'm sorry. You tell it. You'll tell it better than me. No, I've got a couple more. Like, yeah, it's so good. She took it off. And threw it away. And Mm -hmm. their dad went to the dump and looked around until he found bags from their restaurant. Go bags. And he looked through them. He found it. He found it, you guys. He found it. There's magic in the world when something that has been lost is found. I mean, we read so many where like like somebody in Chicago lost their ring off their hand because it was cold. It dipped into the snow. The mom went back two months later. Found it exactly where yeah. it was. Like it like into that freaking Chicago cold and then spring comes about and it's right where it was left. Like the world never walked over it. I just think stuff like that is incredible. Did you read the one? Somebody commented that the, it was like their dad's um, re- graduation ring from like Naval yes. Academy. Yes. Lost it in the ocean. Like out, 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 like off of a boat, lost it in the ocean. 30 years later, somebody looked him up because of some like insignia and he got it back after 30 years. I just think stuff like that is incredible. And then I'm going to take a real turn. Uh, There was a seven-year-old that was on a walk with her dad. She found a bone and and the dad, and she was like, look at this neat rock I found. He's like, that's not a rock. Uh, We need to put that down. Called the police. She had found a kneecap. Oh, she found a kneecap. My God. Found a kneecap and opened a murder case. So I think that is like the greatest thing maybe you could ever find. 
I don't know if I'd want to find a kneecap or a diamond ring. I'd give the diamond ring back, but I'd be part of something with a kneecap. So I feel like I'd go kneecap. Sorry. Can you imagine? No, no, I can't imagine. I though uh, actually I can imagine that that kneecapping incident had something to do with a guy with a diamond horseshoe ring, though, which is exactly why <laughs> I did not want my husband to wear that one around town. Because see, that, that's what that's where you end up if you steal anybody's jewelry is is out there because it's like bad luck. This you is never steal, never ever steal. Don't steal because look, it's it's karma. It's like what we we're talking about later. Yep. It comes back yep. to you or it goes away from you because as you have earned it. But um, this is where like you are probably going to be like, this is crazy talk. But I, this makes me feel better. It gives me some comfort. There's this saying about stones that you know because stones and and crystals they have like an energy to them and. When they have served their purpose to you, including diamonds, whatever, then they leave you and they go to whoever like needs them next. I so, need them. Hey, diamond, is, show up with me. Well, show that's the thing. Here. Like there were all these stories about women who were like they lost a diamond that was like a family heirloom or something like that and couldn't get it back. But, you know, maybe it went to somebody who like needed it. Uh, I think that's a nice way to cope, but I'd still be pissed if I lost a diamond. <clears throat> yeah, I read one where a woman found her diamond in a bunch of bacon fat, and she was happy that she had made bacon. She's now a bacon connoisseur because of finding her big ass diamond in the bacon fat. I feel like I need to. Um, now you've said bacon. Did you? Did anybody working <laughs> in the technical <laughs> side of things hear my stomach growl again? Because it just growled so loud. I do this thing that makes me mad, and it is part of like losing stuff as well. When I have something nice, as you know, I don't use it. I just opened my fridge and I saw a bottle of Chardonnay and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the nice stuff. Not that we have it, but then I'm like, why can't I just allow myself to drink it? I think I lose stuff because I don't like wear it or use it. I literally do think I do this weird thing where I sort of um, like hide secret treasures from myself. Is that weird? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Like... I, I mean, I haven't spent that much time thinking about it at all, but you do. I am amazed by things that you hang on to just in case you might need it. And I'm usually that person that. It, what do you mean? I, like, give an example. Do you have one that's totally putting you on the spot? But I do like I yeah, lose. No, like like that, like we're we're uh, learning about wines and yeah. you you held on to like the description of the wine so that you could like. Describe yeah, it's sentimental. So I will hold on. I will have this in my nightstand, but I won't be able to find my keys in an hour. I that's the thing. That's why I don't understand. Like, okay, so it's sentimental to you. Well, also because I am ADD, I lose. It's part of the. It's part of the uh, the menu is to being <laughs> being for. And if I'm hungry or tired. It's worse. It's exasperated. So it's it's very hard right now. But I have to make a concerted effort to not lose shit. And my husband has been very good about that because, like, I lose my keys every day. I can't find my Invisalign right now. I don't know. That's those are braces. I've lost my I've lost my teeth. If I had fake teeth, I would leave them at a restaurant. Well, that's what. Okay, so. That's what ADD. And that's why I'm confused that I lose stuff all the time because I have like hyper focus and can't pay attention to anything else. Like I can just fixate on the thing that I'm like fixated on. 
I know there could be like, you could be in like a subway tunnel and there could be like explosions going on around you and you would still order something online. Absolutely. And I would be like, Jen, I can hear everybody's earbuds. I am not going to let this discount code run out. Yeah. Who are you? (laughs) I know I, I do lose stuff a lot. It's really frustrating. And it also messes with your head a little bit. Like you feel like you can't trust yourself. So that's why when we go on the road, I am a crazy OCD person in my hotel. I like, I won't hang anything in the closets. I don't, uh, I put everything in front of me, like my charger. Like I look like when I travel, I look like I have like a issue with things touching. Like my OCD might be over the top, but in my house, it's a complete disaster. And it's my fault. I work all the time at keeping it straight. And my husband has to deal with it too, which is no picnic. Well, this one time, <laughs> I feel like oh, you're no. going to get so mad at me right now. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not going to throw you under the bus because I what? will throw my. That time you lost your thunder blanket when we were traveling. You guys, it wasn't just my thumber, thunder blanket, it was my 40 pound thunder blanket and all of my spanks. For okay, a show, I, I have to. So this is the mean way that. I, so my um <laughs> my aunt and uncle have an Airedale who uh just pees all over the place during storms. Like just yep. gets so nervous. So they got these these thunder PJs that like calm the dog <laughs> to sleep. So Kristen started. She started traveling like onto flights with a forty pound weighted blanket. To help her sleep. And this thing requires its own suitcase. And I call it her her thunder blanket. Thunder blanket. Because she's a nervous Airedale. And <laughs> <laughs> she's got tears coming out of her eyes. Not because she's when, sad, because she's laughing. I'm not a very good traveler. I'm not a very good sleeper. Again, this ADD thing is a real pain in the ass. So I got a, I got a thunder blanket because I read that they really helped, but it was the first time they were on the market. So this one was way too heavy. So I think like if it would have been anyone smaller than me, this thunder blanket would have been like your death blanket. So It's a real deal. And I have so much sympathy for it because Kristen will say to me, she's like, gosh, I am right by the um, the elevators, like in a, a hotel. Like I just keep hearing the dings. Like she can't like. I can't. Like, you guys, they could give me the elevator as my room. And I would be like, it was weird that the, the families kept coming in and then leaving it was and there was no bathroom but otherwise it was a great stay but like i know i've got this weird sensory thing and so i'm very high strung and which makes me like a dalmatian and so then i got the thunder blanket but the sucker was heavy and a real pain in the ass to carry around all the time so when we're going from 40 cities and you've got an extra suitcase that's 40 pounds so i put that and all of my spanks into it forgot it in a starbucks we had to do a show in austin we had to buy an Uber to bring the bag because my Spanx were in there for the finale of the show. Otherwise, I would have been going on to the Austin city limits, sans clothes. And the Uber driver <laughs> was like, what is in this? It was so heavy. This, it let was me take awful. over this part of it. So when you are tired or which is why when you become a parent, you forget shit all the time because you're exhausted and your brain's not working. So Kristen hadn't slept. She probably had a bad room or something like that. Couldn't sleep. So 
everybody was like, just try and sleep. We'll figure it out. There's it's it's three hours away. There's got to be a way to get this suitcase up here. Pain in the ass. It was it, but we kept calling Ubers. And they kept canceling the ride because they're like, I'm not freaking driving three hours up to Austin. It's, and- it, it also felt like the suitcase was full of cocaine. They were like, what is exact? Am I going to get, am I like the. 1000% they were like, oh, <laughs> I get it. I'm going to get pulled over on the 40 and I've got a dead body chopped up into pieces. No way. <laughs> they would open it into a thunder blanket and all my skanky spanks that have been worn for 40 shows that are stretched and disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Like, I, and like, the I urgency, think you'd rather smuggle cocaine. The urgency at which we were like, no, this suitcase has to get here, dude. We'll pay you extra money. We'll put, there's a nice tip in it for you. It was like a $200 Uber ride to get up here. And he's like, what am I going to do? Pick somebody else up who happens to be going back to Dallas? No, he's like, you got to like pay double or whatever. This, uh, Oh god! And I then forgot. the suitcase, See? the suitcase arrived. Literally, we are in the middle. Here's the thing: I couldn't go to a department store because they were closed. Our show started late, so yeah. I literally had nothing to wear. Mm-hmm. Jan was like, "I think I've got one extra pair of spanks," and I'm like, "You're so much smaller than me. This is me going out in Saran wrap. This is not. I'm not on board with that." So the the suitcase came back into the dressing room, and this is not a joke. Six minutes before we went on for our finale, we, yeah, and that we, thing opened, and I went. I yanked out the thunder blanket and I threw it away to never deal with it again. And then I put on my Spanx and I was bawling. And then the second we hit the stage, it was great. So the moral of the story is I lose shit and then I find shit. And that is the greatness of ADD. It was, you know, it it ended very well. I just, I wanted to talk to the Uber driver and be like, hey, before you drop it off, open it up. You are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're delivering a bag to Buffalo Bill <laughs> from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. There's, there's a skin there's suit. There's a skin in there. suit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a skin suit in there that you don't need to make any. You you know what? Go ahead and verify it's not drugs. Don't worry about the beige items or the thunder blanket. It's not your business, sir. It's not your business. We're gonna pay you a bunch of money. <laughs> I think most people like people get it because everybody's lost something. I lost my wallet. When we were in Omaha, and it might have actually been when we were leaving for those shows. By the way, we wear Spanx. <gasps> in our first show, we wore Spanx. So I left my wallet in Omaha at a Target uh, on the way, I believe, to leave. Like, that was where we, like, launched sort of yep. the tour from. Yep. yep. And terrible time to lose your wallet. God. I was in such a hurry set the wallet in like where the kid would normally sit. I was there by myself. My husband had the kids, set the wallet there, was carrying so many things that I never grabbed just the wallet. Like I had the car key in my pocket, never grabbed the wallet, left it in the cart, left the cart outside in the parking lot. And by the way, this was a very nice wallet. Like there was yes. the wallet was worth more than whatever was inside of it for sure. And I drove to my mom's house 20 minutes away, realized I didn't have it, drove back to Target in tears, and this very nice man in khaki pants and a red shirt bless him. goes, Hey, are you Jen? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, why? He goes, well, we got your wallet. Somebody found it out in the parking lot and brought it. Like nothing was missing. Like you could have taken all the cash out and I would have been like, that's your payment for returning all the cards to save me. But that's how nice some people are that they're God like, God bless oh. America for the people like that in Nebraska who do the right thing and just return it. Cause there would be no way there's no part of me that if I found something, even if I thought there would be no way that it could be returned, would I ever like use it for my own good? I would never, it's too, it's, it's not just my Catholic in me. It's like, the the universe like spinning like goodness oh. and badness like I believe in that like energy it's like, like taking a picture in the catacombs it's gonna God come back and- <laughs> you know what they're dead so I took one snapshot I got they're well, do, more you powerful know what? dead I mean somebody well, can steal take, your wallet but uh, uh, take a take dead, something else a dead uh, a dead shaman can steal your memories. So I would have rather had Colin break his leg and I kept the camera. If that was the if there was a you know <laughs> he would have healed and I would have kept the camera. I don't don't take my camera that has all the good pictures on it. Literally, the you best take pictures that. I'm ever. so scared that Colin's going to break his leg kidding. now, and now you're going to realize your power God. and feel. Yeah, please see. I know because I think I will. Like- this is it. She acts like she doesn't believe in this stuff, but I think she believes in it more than anybody else. And that's why she like downplays it. That's probably true. Here's the other thing. I'm incredibly impressionable, despite what my personality <laughs> comes off of. Like if you like this stupid thing, like we got a crystal and a lady oh my God, said, hold it up longer friend, and explain it because it our, our friend. So I'm holding it. It looks like a really weird disco dildo wand. and it's not. <laughs> I got a crystal from a friend and she said, it's supposed to make you feel better. And so you've got to charge it. We are holding wands for those of you've you just listening. you got to charge it in the window like it's a cell phone. So then we put it in the window because I've been told you got to put it in there. And then my daughter comes in and grabs the wand. She's like, I'm really stressed out. And she like wands it over her body. I, I, I'm just it not going to attempt feet. I'm not going to. You want to talk to somebody about that doesn't believe that stuff. It's my husband. And he'll just like, he'll blow you off like all of it. But I just don't tempt anybody. I like. I like tradition. I can't not knock wood because somebody told me if you if you hey, knock wood, you can't. I, Kristen, I don't believe him either. He told me he didn't like dogs, but he and pet he and Ooh. Daisy have matching outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I seen it. I, he just doesn't like to say that he does, but I, I've seen the way he looks at that dog. I mean, he, it's he, gotten ridiculous. Oh I, my god! Do you remember he, when he said he didn't like dogs in the beginning, and you were like, I saw you like swallowing hard. You were like. How do I tell her she can't marry him? I literally She's did. I pregnant. said, you need to date She's somebody new. Pregnant. You know what? This That's is a- not going to work. <laughs> but then you had Jupiter and Colin was like nuzzling him and loving yeah. him. And he I was tries like, to act tough liar, like he doesn't baby. like dogs. And then he carries around their big fluffy dog under his arm and has like a sweater set. I don't know who he's trying to, to get the attention of, but he gets the attention of both genders. And I think he's, that's the deal. I think he walks around the neighborhood thinking anybody that checks me out is a win. And I get that. <laughs> that's where we're very similar. <laughs> Did you, I, have- I wanted to tell you this cause I thought you would think this is cool. So when we were talking about uh, lost things and it made me think of like all the different directions lost can go. So St. Anthony is the patron saint of lost things, but he is also his other side hustle, like his Uber of his sainthood. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they did that. 
I know. You look up St. Anthony and he's like, basically he had lost a book of Psalms or whatever you call it. Like, and, um, the, it came back to him because he was like, please let it be returned. And the kid that stole (gasps) it brought it back. So then he became the patron saint of lost things. Right. And then you do the Tony, Tony, look around, find something that can't be found, whatever. And then, but his side hustle is he also came up with the really sort of famous, uh, prayer for exorcism. So if you're lost, if you've lost an item or your soul has been, Taken over by Lost demons and found by the devil. He's your guy. He's a twofold good time at a party. Like, did you lose something, or do you feel like the de- the devil is taking you over? Can I can help with both? I'm a good Saint time. Saint Anthony go to the- is every guy at a party in college. He's got he's Basically. the devil on one shoulder and <laughs> the, finding your way on the other shoulder. I mean that guy. You know that guy's got a diamond horseshoe ring too, and that. That guy is literally the lost and found. He is yeah. lost and he is found. That is I fantastic. Just realized I dated Saint Anthony for a significant amount of time, or the devil, or they're both. It's fine. Same, 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 same. Well, we. If his name was. I was going to tell you this story, and I'll try to make it short because I don't. I, I don't know if it's just seared my memory. <laughs> if it's like oh God, that's significant or not, but. Remember that uh, I've told you about how we went on this like very fateful family vacation and it was like the end of my parents' marriage, which was oh, like yeah. oh, God. every part of it was like so poignant. Well, it was like my mom driving this away. This vacation is the most epic. This needs to be a movie. This is the most epic family sp- vacation where more shit happened to you. I'm surprised you're not like, I saw a UFO. I got my period. Kristen, I- you know what? I, I'm going to tell you two stories. One, the one that I wasn't going to tell you is even better because I, I do remember I had my birthday at the Corn Palace, which everybody <laughs> my mom knows. loves the Corn Palace. It's in Mitchell, South Dakota. I, I love oh it too. God. It's great. We had breakfast there. They brought me a little corn cake. For you got to talk to Terry about the Corn Palace because it's all she ever talks about. It was a very famous family vacation. You have to tell people what the Corn Palace is. Okay, so it is. Uh, it's a palace. And it's made of corn. God, it's the walls are. It's like you couldn't get it from the title. Yeah, it's it's made with all of these kernel dried like dried corn kernels that are stuck to the wall and dyed, and it's it's, like the catacombs of Nebraska. It is, yeah, but it's in South Dakota, so that's confusing for some people. But sure, it's. It's in Mitchell, South Dakota, which is also where Wall Drug is. And if you're from the Midwest at all, you've seen a Wall Drug bumper sticker, right? Right. So uh, when we were in South Dakota on this epic family destroying vacation, we were staying in these cabins and my family left in the morning before like, uh, you know, right after breakfast and got lost in the woods, like got we thought we were on a trail and then like oh. my dad had this like fold out pamphlet and oh, then no. looking at it realized like the trail had ended like miles ago. Were you guys on like dirt road and it was like. <laughs> it wasn't even a road. Like it was like oh, no. we had to pull up our socks so that we didn't oh, get no. poison ivy. There was no trail left. It was no. his woods. And I was I think I texted my brother because I was like is this a fever dream or did this happen? And can you give me more details? And he was like, you remember more about it than I do. But he was like seven or eight and I was five. And we walked from about 10 in the morning 
until it was starting to get dark at night. And I remember at the end oh of the day. Oh my God. We didn't have anything. We didn't have food. We didn't have water. We didn't like, I remember having to go poop and my parents having to find leaves that weren't like poison, poison ivy, ivy or something. Yeah. It was brutal. Like my parents were fighting so bad. And I remember them saying like, oh God, <laughs> it's getting cold. Like we've got to figure something out. Like it's getting cold. My dad kept thinking, well, if it does get dark, we'll see light somewhere. Like we would see the lights of Mount Rushmore or something and we could walk towards that. And then while they were fighting, just like a movie, my brother goes, I think I hear a car. And we heard a car and we walked in the direction of the car, because my dad's like, there must be a road up there. So we we'll, Oh so my we, God. We that walked. car just drove up on the biggest mess. Your mom and dad are fighting. You've got poison ivy. I, Shit. Kristen, oh my God, this is so bad. Okay. So you can hear a car <laughs> from a long way away, BT yeah. dubs. Like, Especially that's, that it, year. You, that's before Tesla. You've still got a long walk to get to the road. So I remember making it up to the road and my dad hitchhiking. And I remember saying, that's very dangerous. We should not be hitchhiking because, it, you know, people well, die what, hitchhiking. It's like, and yeah, this, but what the hell are you going to do when you're in the middle of a goddamn forest? Like you're, you got to hitchhike. Thank you. You, you directly different. quoted exactly what my dad said. I'm pretty sure in response <laughs> to my saying that was, it might've been like, shut the fuck up. Child. <laughs> Like, we'll put you on a spit and eat you before we listen to your moral code. Oh, my God. Okay. So, we hitchhike and this guy, and I do remember him being- Oh, my God. Yep. This green, like, four-door Dodge Dart had, like, a green, like, Landau top on it. Like, you know, pulls over, and he was young, nice-looking, and was Australian. His name was Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer, he ate. He's <laughs> like, hey, guys, get on. You guys need something to I got a couple things I got on the drive-thru. I no. like to call it a Larry so, sandwich. He he stopped and picked us up. I God, was so um, young, I was sitting on my mom's lap in the front seat of the car. And like the bitch I am said <laughs> out loud, and I got in trouble for it, this car smells like smoke. <laughs> and my like, mom was like- well, I would have. Pull oh. over and been like, get out then and keep walking. Oh, no. no. Like, this is, this is how lost we were. We were like 20 or 30 minutes drive back to our campsite, like to the ca- where the you cabins were. You guys were lost. And you we know were, what? It's always close to your campsite. That's what happens. No, 20 or 30 minute. Dr- well, actually, it could have been longer well, by the You guys started in a car. You guys started in a car. But we if you had been on. F- we walked the entire time. We never drove. We left the cabins and we followed this path. Oh, got it. Terrible idea. So no, no compass, no nothing. Literally no nothing. Like I would have had your parents are already on me. Your parents are already on like not good ground. And they're like, let's go on a hike. That's not stressful. Nail in the coffin. Yeah. Kids love hikes. So my seven-year-old brother literally saved our lives. But you want to hear the craziest story about that trip? I feel like I'm talking too much, but this is bonkers. No, please. Okay. This seriously ties everything together. And this is like weird crystal shit happening right oh, now. Oh, God. Here we okay. go. Now I got to do it. Do it. Listen. When we were on this fateful trip in South Dakota, I'm kind of scared to tell this story. 
when we were on this trip in South Dakota, we brought our dog with us. Luckily, because that's what you do. That's what you did in the 80s, right? You just brought your dog with you. Mm. So unless you dog put your dog us. down because he was noxious. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> we didn't. Our dog, Eric, was do lovely. We didn't. I didn't did, do that. Yeah. Um, so we brought our dog and we kept running into this other couple who had a dog named Claiborne. And I everybody kept remembering them because my dad was joking that this guy looked like he was in the mob. Because he had this like snake tattoo on his arm with like a knife through it and like total horseshoe ring kind of guy and the wife that goes with that guy. And that was my my parents. That was the only thing that they could uh, commiserate with happily was that these guys, they like had this ongoing joke that this guy was in the mob. We saw them at like Mount Rushmore. The Black Hills, every single place, we kept running into them with this dog, Claiborne. And, you know, as kids, we loved this dog. And I remember saying, what that name, we named Eric after Eric Johnson, our neighbor. That's where we got the name for our dog. Where did your dog? Maybe I didn't ask. It might have been my dog. But we asked, where did the dog's name come from? He goes, a friend of mine who's a judge. So after that. My parents were like, That's "Oh, one thousand percent." Thing to like, say, they're yeah, they they're in the mob now. And my dad was like, "We keep bumping into us. We're getting followed by the mob. Like this trip is like <laughs> cursed. We get lost in the woods." Seriously, this more. trip is like the most epic thing that's ever happened in your life. Flash forward to waiting tables at TGI Fridays in college. Again, bragging with that. Um, you know how Applebee's? Go ahead. USA Today used to have like news from every state in it. Yes. Like we joked that they were like this couple, you know, back in South Dakota were like a witness protection program or something <sighs> like that. Like it was an ongoing joke with our family Let's for go years. Go to the Corn Palace. It's a real safe place not to get yeah. caught doing anything. We saw Clay, Clay, Claiborne there. So I, before my shift one day, I was reading news from every state, read South Dakota. This federal judge was indicted on racketeering charges. No. And I swear, I swear to you, I swear to you, giving favors to the mob and his last name was Claiborne. I like started shaking. I like, called my dad. It was like, do you remember? We made this Your dad joke. was like, yeah, I was going through a divorce, asshole. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, God. yeah. Is that the craziest thing ever? That's, that's, I'm telling you, this is like the most epic vacation. I do have one lost story that's not going to, it's not going to fare well next to yours because yours is like a made for TV movie. But I did, it's not, well, I, I was in the Rocky Mountains with my cousin Jake, and it, and and he lived in a Rocky oh, Mountains a town. Kind of story, no, and oh. he made me go on a hike, which again, not a good time. But we had to bike to the hike, so he had his cool bike, and he gave me a real beater that had a banana seat that was wobbly. And what I didn't know, there were no bolts on the wheels, and so the I, at one point I went over a, something, and the whole bike, like it was a cartoon, like exploded, like the whole bike. <laughs> Went down. So I'm in the freaking mountains. We're in a mountain town. I don't even know the town. It's population like eight. So like literally there was no town square. It was literally like, look through the woods and there's a big ass house. And I we were in the woods and all of a sudden there were no houses. And my cousin was annoyed that I wasn't walking fast enough with the bike and the broken wheels carrying it all. 
And so he decided to go on without me. Jay, what an asshole. You had to carry I was that like, huffy? Well, and his, by the way, his name was Jason, and then he changed it oh. to Jake. So I feel like there's a couple things going on uh, here. We all so know that guy. He freaking left me in the woods. And I remember thinking to myself, like it was yesterday, like, this is how it goes down. At least it's dramatic. It's a good, it's a good way to find me is like in the middle of the woods. That's a good story. But this pisses me off that he left me here. This is some bullshit. So finally, I hear this voice from like what felt like a mile away. I hear this voice, Kristen, Kristen. And it was my mother. And <gasps> she came looking for me. And she came running down Gives me a big hug and a kiss. And she's like, are you okay? And I start bawling. I'm like, no, Jake's an asshole. He left me with this shitty bike and whatever. And we walk back. I was in the backyard of their house. No. But I will tell you, I have read stories about people like being 30 feet away from a campsite and and, and dying from hunger or being 30 <laughs> feet from the shore and dying from exposure. So I would just like to say if I was dead, I'm dead. And then I would have St. Anthony come in and exercise the demons. I'm just saying. Was this, a, her, was it a fenced yard? Was it, was it? There was a the guardrail around it, but Jen, there was a stream in the back and it was delightfully beautiful. You know what? I, I think I have a close. quick fix for this story. Maybe say that you were like in a whiteout blizzard when it happened, because I've definitely heard those stories where somebody's like, hey, it was 1812 and it went out to the, uh, Outhouse. That was not it. In fact, I think when I really got quiet, I could hear the screen door. I think I was that close. I was so mad. I think I did a full circle. I think I looped around and ended up walking the right way and then just happened close. Enough that my mom was out looking for me is all I'd like to say. And another point, did my cousin Jake get in trouble? Not at all. Had it been Kristen, Terry would have had a field day with it. That's the bigger (laughs) story. That my rights were lost. Well, I think that's how much a nice Chardonnay button. have I had right now? Two di- two days worth. Okay, it's fine. Forty. Hot flash. Hot flash. Hot flash. My hot flash is my husband because it's his birthday. Today? It's not today. It's in a couple days. But by the time that this is on, he'll hear it. So he'll hear me say happy birthday. Because both of our husbands have been doing so much work to get this podcast up and going. You guys, it's freaking unbelievable how hard it is to do a podcast in a quarantine. I'm not going to yes and that because I don't want to hear anything about that kind of stuff about somebody who is more like a brother than I can. (laughs) Your husband. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My husband. Okay. Your sorry. husband. I, yeah. My oh, husband. No. I mean, that's like different. No, but. Kristen, I'm not going to tell you about his huge wiener. I know that oh, makes you gross, very uncomfortable. Jen, I knew you were going to. Gross. You know what? I can't help no, it. That's why he's, yeah. my, he's my hot flash. And it's his that's birthday. That's amazing. I, well, I'm going to say my husband's my hot flash because I forgot to get hot. Well, we do. We owe them a big thanks for all the work they're doing. So cheers to them. Holy moly. Cheers to them. Cheers to what them. What are you drinking? I got a Chardonnay because you said you were going to get one. So I have a Chardonnay on ice because I'm turning into Jen. It's great. I just need to online shop more and not wear. Well, this is a shirt you bought me. Exactly. <laughs> it's so refreshing though, isn't it? It's. I mean, not to be me. That's not refreshing at all because I don't sleep. But uh, 
A Chardonnay in the middle of the day is delightful, oh, and I'm not going to lie about it. It's All really right. nice. You know what? You can follow us on imomsohard.com. We have a YouTube channel uh, that is Called a podcast. Called I'm So Hard, the podcast. So please subscribe to that because we have... 72 followers right now. We really need to up our yeah. numbers to keep this going. You can watch what happens here. So you can see uh, my uh, our selenite wands and know what we're talking about. That sounds filthy and cool or you, whatever. Who knows? Maybe you'll see uh, Kristen's love arrow. Love arrow. <laughs> you won't. You won't. You won't. You won't. But, just- but for followers and subscribers, you will. I'll be like, you know what, husband? You need to walk, do a drive-by just real quick. That's right. Follow us on, and he would do it because he's a team player. So also sure follow is. us on I'm Mom So Hard podcast on Instagram and I'm Mom So Hard on Facebook. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.